It's good to be with you today. Are you glad you're here? Yes, it's a good place to be. I say it all the time. It's the best place we could be this morning. Um, today, we're going to continue our series, Leading Forward. And one of the things, I just want to talk a little bit about this series. One of the cool things about this series is that you're going to get to hear from a lot of different perspectives and voices. So we started this series with Dr. Milton Gay, uh, missionary to Mesoamerica. And, and then this, this next week, you're going to get to hear from Pastor Emily. You don't get to hear from Pastor Emily that often. But as we talk about leading forward, leading future generations, She's a pretty good person to hear from. She's back with our kids every week, and so she's going to be bringing God's Word next week. And then um, on September 11th, we have Pastor Grace, our new-ish youth pastor that's going to be sharing with us, and we're excited to hear from her. So, so I hope that's a good opportunity for you to not just hear it from my perspective, but to hear from a lot of different places how we can lead forward. Today, um, we're going to talk about a topic that was actually kind of in the Scripture last week. You might, if you weren't here last week, I'll do a quick recap. Jesus had had a busy day of ministering. Um, he'd been healing people, casting out demons, all this good stuff. And he spent this exhausting day ministering. And the next morning, it says that he got up before the sun rose or, or while it was still dark, he got up and he went out and he spent time with the Father in prayer. And the disciples come running after him because good things are happening and people want him back. They want things to continue going. So the disciples run after him and they say, hey, hey, everyone's looking for you. Come on, come back here. And, and Jesus, I want you to see his reply in, in chapter 1, verse 38. Jesus replied, let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so I can preach there also. That is why I have come. So the first thing we see, the first way that we lead forward is we put our relationship with God first. We can't lead future generations to Christ if we don't have a strong, active, vibrant relationship with our Savior. But today we're talking about the second thing, which is that we've got to be on mission. If we're going to lead future generations forward, we've got to stay on the mission that God has for us. And that's where Jesus was right here. See, see, Jesus had this great day of ministering. Good things were happening. Everybody wanted it to keep going. But Jesus, that when they come and they say, hey, hey, come back here. Everyone's looking for you. Jesus says, no, I've got to keep going. I've got to keep moving. I've got to keep preaching. That's why I've come. Now let's talk about that for a second. Isn't all of this stuff that happened good? Yes. Jesus was healing people that were broken. They, they could have just, they could have started a nice church there. They could have had a nice, you know, Sunday school class, maybe a small group. They could have had worship every week and it would just would have been a nice little place. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that stuff. That's great. But Jesus didn't come to go to one village and heal everyone and then start a nice church. Jesus came to preach and teach and bring the kingdom and reach and save the lost. So Jesus says, I've got a mission and I've got to continue on my mission. More important than going back to the people that want me there and having more good times, I need to go and fulfill my mission. Jesus was on a mission to save the lost. Let's get that really clear. Jesus right here very clearly says, what I came to do is reach and save the lost. And so he moves on. Sometimes in the church, um, it's tempting for us to get stuck in the good moments or the good days and forget that we have a mission to move forward. 
Sometimes we'll have a big service or we'll have a big event and, and it's, it's really great and, and we talk about it and we think, oh man, I just wish we could go back there. How many of you have ever said, I wish we could go back there? Anyone? All right, come on, more of you need to raise your hands. We, we've all, I have said it. I wish we could go back there. But Jesus says, hey, that was great, but I've got a mission to continue forward and to reach and save the lost. The problem is, if we're always wanting to go back, we're missing what God has for us today and tomorrow, the mission to move forward. So if we're gonna lead forward, we have to stay on mission. What's the mission? To reach lost people. If that's why Jesus came, and if Jesus sends us, his, his church, his people, our mission is the same, to reach and save the lost. There's nothing wrong with church. It's a great thing. I love being here with you. I love, there's no better place you can be this morning than right here worshiping together. But this isn't the end of what we do. This is a catalyst. This is a moment of worship. This is a moment of, of transformation but it leads us into the world around us to continue the mission that Jesus had on earth, to reach and to save the lost. Uh, we're gonna look at Mark chapter two, verse 13 to 17 today. If you'll stand with me. We're gonna see this played out. Jesus says, hey, I gotta keep moving. I gotta go, I gotta preach the word. I gotta teach, I can't stay here. And he goes on and then in chapter two, uh, verse 13, we see this. Once again, Jesus went out beside the lake. A large crowd came to him, and he began to teach them. As he walked along, he saw Levi, son of Alphaeus, sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, Jesus told him. And Levi got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners were eating with him and his disciples, for there were many who followed him. When the teacher of the law and the Pharisees, uh, who were Pharisees saw him eating with sinners and tax collectors, they asked his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said to them, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. You can have a seat. Three things I want us to see in this. Three things. Number one, I want us to see that Jesus was on mission and what that mission was and how it played out. Two, I want us to see how religious people can miss it. And three, I want us to talk about how we can make sure that we are on mission. If we're going to lead forward well, we have to stay on mission. So verse 13, Jesus is beside the lake, large crowds there, and he walks by this guy. Levi, son of Alphaeus, tax collector, sitting in his tax collector booth. Jesus says, follow me. Jesus invited Levi. Now, to us, tax collector doesn't hold any, you know, terrible feelings. I, I don't think any of us have major problems with tax. Most of us understand that tax collectors in this day are people just doing a job. They're just better at math than the rest of us. And so they're, they're just doing a job. We don't, we don't feel negatively towards tax collectors. But what we need to know is that in this day, tax collectors were like, I mean, they were low. They were not liked at all. See, they were from the Jewish people, Jewish people that were working for the oppressive government 
to tax the people. So they're working for the government to tax their own people. But not just that, uh, the job of the tax collector was to get a certain amount of money and give it back to the Roman government. But, but if you got more than that, guess what you got to do? You got to put it in your pocket. And so these tax collectors had the power and authority of the government to tax the people, their people, and they would extort the people and they would take more than they needed and they had the power to do it and then they would get rich off of it. So these people were traitors. I mean, they were, they were taking advantage of their own people, their own families, their own friends. That's what tax collectors were in that day. And Jesus, whose mission is to seek and save the lost, stops and invites this tax collector to follow him. One thing that we need to know is that, that Jesus' mission to seek and save the lost, Jesus invites all kinds of people to follow him. I, I, let's please not miss this today. Jesus invites all kinds of people to follow him. Levi represented something that the people were uncomfortable with. He was one of those people. Anyone ever talked about those people? There, there was a lady in South Carolina. Um, she was from our church. She was a really sweet lady. She had this really sweet, high-pitched South Carolina voice. And I mean, like, you know, she could say anything and it sounded really nice and sweet. And one day we were hanging out, we ran into her at a store and we're, we're sitting there talking to her. And I mean, she's just talking and being, I, I don't know if I'd ever heard her say anything that wasn't just kind and nice. And all of a sudden someone walked by and she saw them and something happened. And she said, you know, those people, they really bother me. But she said in a nice, sweet South Carolina voice that I can't do. She said, you know what we need to do with those people? We need to tie bricks to their feet and throw them in the ocean and let them drown. I mean, she just starts going, I mean, like this sweet, sweet South Carolina lady saw one of those people and, and all of a sudden, like all sweetness was gone. And I mean, in the nicest voice you could possibly hear, she started saying just vile things about those people. Are there any those people in your life? I mean, be honest with yourself. Are there people that when, when you pass by them, you don't think of God's grace and God's love? You, you think really maybe, maybe even in your sweetest thought voices, think really nasty, terrible things. Jesus invites all kinds of people to follow him. Jesus didn't just come for the people that look like us. People didn't just come for the people who were kind of bad, but not that bad. Jesus came for all people. And his mission was to preach and teach and to seek and save the lost. And so Jesus invites, invites Levi, and, and people are just, they're, they're confused. The religious people are struggling with it, but, but he goes a step further. In verse 15, it says, while Jesus was having dinner at Levi's house, many tax collectors and sinners joined them because many had followed him. So not only does Jesus say, hey, I want to invite you to follow me, Jesus is hanging out with this guy. This low down, dirty, that guy, those people, Jesus is hanging out with them. There's a whole group of them now. The cheaters, the liars, the scammers. 
Jesus is sitting at their house, reclining at their tables. Jesus came to reach and to save lost people. It can be uncomfortable for us sometimes, can't it? I think sometimes in the church we're tempted to think, hey, we, we're here and, and we're this way, and if those people, or the those people, if they would come to us, then we're happy to tell them about Jesus. That's not how he did it. He went to them. He said, follow me. He spent time with them. So, so just first off, what do we want to see? What it means to be on mission. Jesus said, my job is to reach lost people, and we see him living it out because Jesus came for all people, so he invites Levi to follow. He's hanging out with him and all his friends, and, and now I want us to see the religious people's reaction when they were just missing it. These were the Pharisees. And it says, teachers of the law who are Pharisees. Now, now, we need to understand something about these Pharisees. Pharisee means separated one. They were separated. They believed that they were, you know, God's people, and they were holy and righteous, and so they separated themselves from other people that were not holy and not righteous because they didn't want, you know, the dirtiness of these other people to pull them down, and so the Pharisees separated themselves, and they, they were the religious. They followed the rules. They were people that if we walked by them, we would probably think, hey, that's a good person right there. That's, that's who I need to be hanging out with. The Pharisees see Jesus eating with tax collectors and sinners, and it, it bothers them. How can he hang out with them? The, the Pharisees' goal was to be, to, to be separated, to be holy, to be righteous, to be better than everyone else. So imagine what it's doing to their minds to see Jesus, this great teacher, go and actually eat with them. And, and the, these religious people, they miss it. There's a huge problem here. There's a huge problem when we become separated ones from the world around us. What's the problem? Well, the problem is Jesus' mission was to reach and save the lost, not to come hang out with those that had made it, not to have a nice Christian country club that we could all come to and just enjoy our time together. Jesus came for those people. He was on a mission. And the Pharisees, the religious people, they weren't on the same mission. This is easy for us to do in the church. Sometimes in the church, we get really comfortable and we think that this is about us just having a great church family, and we do. We have a great church. We're supposed to love each other and care for each other. We're supposed to gather and worship. We're supposed to do all these things and, and praise God. Let's keep doing that. But sometimes we forget that we are commissioned to continue the work that Jesus Christ did here on earth, which was to reach and save the lost. And sometimes it's easy for us to just get in a routine of coming here, singing songs, shaking hands, hugging each other, loving each other, doing good things. We forget that there's a world all around us that Jesus loves, that Jesus died for. 
I don't know if you're aware of this, I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news today, but the church in America is on the decline. The church in America, if you look at the statistics, is not growing, it's shrinking. Why is that? Do you think it's because all of a sudden God said, you know what, we're just gonna, we're just gonna pull back here. <laughs> you think it's because God all of a sudden wants the church to not grow and not be prosperous? You think it's because all of a sudden God's mission has changed for a few years? No, what's happened is the church has gotten comfortable. We've started to come and be spectators. We've started to come and be, you know, the people that get it, the people that are saved, the good people, and we come to church every week, and, and we worship, and we do good things, but we forget that we have neighbors that Jesus came and died for. The church isn't shrinking because God is done with it. It's because we have lost our priority, our mission to reach and save the lost. We, sometimes we fall into the habit of, of hiring out evangelism or discipleship. I, can, I, can I just confess to you today? I, I love to confess things to you so you know that you know, I'm, I'm one of you guys and I struggle for years. I struggled because I spent all my time at the church and all my friends were from the church and I struggled because I thought, you know, Dale is really good at leading people to Jesus. Great. Good for you, Dale, keep it up. And I'll just do my thing over here. If I'm gonna follow Christ, if I'm gonna be a disciple of Jesus Christ, guess what? That means I am commissioned to reach and save lost people. Not to let him do it. Not to pay a pastor for evangelism or discipleship. And, and listen, we're here to lead but the church isn't gonna grow and reach people until the church goes out and is on mission to seek and save the loss. See, sometimes we, we, get, we fall into this trap of exclusivity. But see, when we make it about us, religious exclusivity, big words, making it about us, we're the saved one, we're the good ones, when it's about us, it's wrong. It's supposed to be about him and his kingdom. And we see it all the time. We, we get in arguments over things that don't matter because it's about us. We come here to be entertained. And so if it's not entertaining us, then we argue. Hey, I'd rather us do this. I'd rather us sing this. I'd rather us do it this way. And we forget that this is about him and his kingdom and reaching the lost. I'll tell you what, it, 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 there are far too many people in the church that have never brought a friend to church with them. But when you bring a friend to church with you, your whole mindset about the church changes. When you're coming every week and it's about you, you start to hey, I want it this way, I like it this way, I didn't like that service, it didn't fit you know, my preferences. When you bring someone, you know what you're concerned about? Them knowing Jesus. And it changes everything. Let's not make it about us, let's keep it about him and his mission. We, you saw the mission trip video. 
And it was an awesome trip. One of my favorite, or two of my favorite things that we did on that trip, you saw some pictures of us going through the city with signs, and, and they all met, their teens all met in the city, downtown Chisek, and had a bunch of signs made, and all of our teens and people gathered with their teens, and we just walked through the city with these signs, like, not like preaching, not like you see on the corner here where people are telling everyone that they're going to go to hell or anything. This was, this was people showing other people the love of Jesus, trying to share the gospel with other people. That was awesome. Another thing we did, we stayed at El Puente, which was this nice, beautiful little compound, had a nice pool, nice rooms. Right outside the fence were houses, you know, with dirt floors, not so nice. And one day we, we got some food and we took it out there and we went house to house and dropped off food. But, and that was cool. I love taking food to people. But what was really, really cool was stopping and praying with these people. Sometimes we, we get caught up in this and we forget about all that out there that we're called to go out to, that we're called to serve, that we're called to reach. And we go on a mission trip. Teens, you guys went on the mission trip. It was awesome. I loved it. It's so easy when you go on a mission trip to go and reach lost people, to go out and get out of your comfort zone. But then we come back home and we forget that our neighbors don't know Jesus. We forget that the people at work are people that Jesus died for. And, and we go on a cool mission trip and listen, teens, I, man, keep, keep sharing your faith. You don't have to be overseas to share your faith. There is a mission field right here in Westchester, in Mason, in Liberty Township, in your schools, at your work. There is a mission field in your families. We are called to stay on mission, to reach and save the lost. Look what happens. Jesus is on mission. The Pharisees miss it. But, but look at what happens when Jesus invites others to follow him. It says that Jesus is then eating at Levi's house and he is surrounded by all of Levi's tax collector and sinner friends. And there's a line there that says, for there were many who followed him. There were many who followed him. See, I think sometimes we're afraid to share our faith because we think people don't want Jesus. We're afraid to share our faith because we think what we're sharing is, is going to make people look at us funny, and, and it may sometimes, but, but what we see in God's Word is that over and over again, when people are encountered with the Savior, Jesus Christ, and His redemptive love, people follow. He invited Levi, this tax collector, to follow him. And Levi knew that even though he had people's money and he had all that, he knew that he didn't have what he needed and Jesus Christ was what he needed. And so he followed. And then he called a party and said, I need all my friends to come. And many people followed him. The problem isn't Jesus. The problem is the religious people who make it about themselves. My grandfather said, if that's what Christians are, I don't want to be it. It's not Jesus. It's when we lose the mission. That's when people turn away. 
But if we faithfully share Jesus Christ and the love he has for people, people need it and they want it and it works. You can share your faith with boldness because not only is it you sharing it, but the Holy Spirit is at work. Jesus is with you and people want what we're sharing. They do. They need it. What they don't need is a bunch of people that are better than them saying, hey, if you can, you know, if you can just become like us or come here, then something will work. No, they just need Jesus. We see two things here. We see the Pharisees who are rejecting it. They say, no, we've got our own mission. We've got our own purpose. We don't want to be messed up by those people. And then we see Levi, who Jesus says, follow me. And Levi says, okay, let me get all my friends. That's who we're called to be. We're not called to be the religious, you know, the the people that are better than everyone else. We're called to be the people who are saved by Jesus Christ and say, let me get everyone I know to come with me and follow him. We're not meant to be separated ones. We're meant to be sent ones. There's a big difference. There's a big difference between being a separated one and being a sent one. Jesus Christ loves you, came and died on a cross for you, wants to send you to spread the good news of the gospel to everyone around you. He goes on in verse 17, he says, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I've not come to call the righteous, but sinners. See these these religious elites, they say, why would he be hanging out with those people? Jesus says, it's not healthy people that I came for. It's sick people. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm spending my time with tax collectors and sinners, because that's who I came for. I think there's, that's one part of it. I think the other thing that Jesus is saying here that maybe is a little bit of a hidden message is that when we start to think that, that we're good on our own, when we start to think that it's us and you know, we're so holy and righteous and we miss that, that Jesus is our savior, if we start to, th- how many of you go to the doctor when you're healthy? Anyone? Okay, we're not a healthy congregation, apparently. (laughs) No, we don't go to the doctor when we're healthy, do we? Because we think we're fine. Jesus says, listen, if, if you think you're good, I'm not coming for people who think they're fine without me. I'm coming for people who are sick and who need me. And so I'm gonna spend my time with the people who follow me, who know me. This is good news for us. The truth is, if Jesus didn't come to seek um, the, the lost, if Jesus didn't come to seek those who were sick, this church right now would be completely empty. You wouldn't be sitting there. I wouldn't be standing here. We are only here because Jesus came to seek and save lost people because we were all lost. We were all sinners. Don't forget that. Just because we've already experienced Jesus doesn't mean that all of a sudden we earned something that everyone else doesn't get. Jesus came to seek and save the lost. We are those people. And we're called to go to those people. So we saw what it meant for Jesus to be on mission. We saw how the religious people missed it. Now let's 
Let's talk about how we can make sure that we stay on mission. Number one, just like I said, we've got to understand God's grace for us. Understand that it's only through the work of Jesus Christ that we can be saved. If we understand who we are, we can be on mission. So number one, understand who you are. The second thing is see God's love for others. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell on you, Megan, I'm sorry. This week we were driving, someone zoomed past us in a certain kind of car, I won't tell you what kind, and Megan was like, ugh, those people. <laughs> and then, to her credit, she said, you know what? I shouldn't feel that way about them. To my discredit, I said, yeah, you should, they're terrible. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. Sometimes we see those people, and we think those people, and we don't see God's love for those people. Jesus came and died and was raised to life so that those people could have life. One of my favorite people in this world was a guy named Steve in South Carolina. Steve was a drug addict. His life was a complete mess. He, looked like, he didn't look like a guy that you would want to run into in an alley. Like He looked like Hulk Hogan. And honestly, he was one of those people. And Jesus came for him and changed him. One of the sweetest people I've ever met. This week I'm gonna go on vacation. I'm gonna go on a trip with, uh, with two pastor friends. One of them is named Tony. Tony might be watching. I'm sorry, Tony, for what I'm about to say about you, but Tony was one of those people. He would tell you if he was here. He was an alcoholic, he was a drug addict, he was a mean person, he was one, I'm, really, I'm gonna tell on him a little bit. One time we called home um, from the campground because his son was causing us trouble. This was before Tony came back to church and uh, we got cussed out on the phone <laughs> by Tony's wife. <laughs> they were those people. Today, Tony's preaching God's word because Jesus came to seek and save the lost. By the way, I don't want to tell on them and make it sound like they're anything worse than me. I've done my fair share of terrible things. I've thought mean thoughts. I've, I confess to you all the time, Jesus came to seek and save the lost. We've got to see God's love for others. If there's someone that you're struggling with because you think they're those people, this is really practical, easy advice for you. If there's somebody or a group of people that you're struggling to see that God loves them, here's what I want you to do. This is really simple. Ask him to show you. If there's someone that you just really struggle with, pray about it. Say, God, show me how you feel about that person, and I guarantee you, I promise you, every time you're gonna see a God that loves those people. That's, know who you've been, know who you are, know God's grace. Number two, see God's love for others. Number three, we gotta stay on mission, reaching all people. This week I had lunch with a good friend. Um, he came, or he called our church, because a friend of his who goes to our church said, hey, you should call the church and talk to the pastor. And so he called the church, and I'm having lunch with him this week, and he's become a friend of mine. I love having lunch with him. And all of a sudden, he's telling me about his other friends, one that's, that's terminally ill, another one that's going through this, and he's telling me about these people, and I'm just thinking, 
God loves every single one of these people. And I have an opportunity to be on mission. And yeah, my mission is to come and preach every week and, and teach and do that stuff. I want to love the people. I want to come visit the people. But, but the mission is to reach and save the lost. The third thing I want you to do is I want you to stay focused on the mission. And the way you do that is you, once again, pray. Jesus, who would you have me share my faith with this week? I have found that when you pray that prayer on a daily basis, God opens doors right and left for you to share your faith. Listen, Jesus had a mission and Jesus gives us that mission and the church is not meant to be a bunch of healthy people that gather together and celebrate and have a good time. The church is meant to be people who worship and then are sent to reach others. Every single one of you knows people, maybe in your family, maybe at work, maybe at school. Every single one of you knows people who Jesus loves and wants to be their savior. So this week, remember who you are. See God's love for those people. Pray that you'll have opportunities. Worship team's coming up. Father, we, we thank you for this morning. I thank you for your word. Even, even though it's really convicting to me sometimes, I thank you for your word. And I pray, Lord, that we wouldn't be people that are just comfortable. I pray that we wouldn't be people that just gather together with a bunch of like-minded people and enjoy worshiping you and, and love each other. Those are good things, Lord. We, we love you. We love worshiping you. But Lord, I pray that we would be sent that every single day that when we leave this place, you would send us to our neighbors, to our friends, to our family members, and that your mission would be at work in us. Lord, I pray this week, I pray really specifically this week that as we pray those prayers, Lord, show us your love for people, send us to people, open up opportunities. I pray this week, you would help us to be faithful, to stay on mission. We love you, Jesus. We thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen.